Good evening. Good evening. It's Across the Tracks podcast. I'm Steve. Hey, and I'm Wayne, and uh, we are indeed back for another exciting episode to share our views. Our views are those expressed by two guys from small town America, that small town being E-Town, Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) E-Breeze. Yeah. Yeah. All the thoughts that come through here are ours ours alone, and we plan on keeping it that way. And uh, we're not going to pick on anybody, but we do have uh, our way of getting our points across. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, how was your week, my friend? Uh, It was good. Good. Busy. Always busy, even though I'm retired. (laughs) Uh, I've got got plenty of things that I that I do do. Plenty of organizations that I'm a part of several. And so I've got meetings going on there. I've got meetings. I'm on two school boards. So I've had meetings there. I've had fraternity meetings. I've had car club meetings. I've just been pretty busy. Um, just, just doing what I do, man. You know, trying to trying to stay healthy, wealthy, and um, wise. Absolutely. How about yourself? I hear you. Oh, pretty much the same, man. Still in quarantine, uh, working. Uh, been uh, telecommuting from the house, uh, but actually tomorrow I'll be returning to my office. So. Um, looking forward to it a little bit because it gets me out of the routine I've been in probably for the past two months uh, working remotely. So go back to the office, uh, continue working. But hopefully one day I'm going to be like you. I'm going to be retired and uh, and be able to do all this interesting stuff so that uh, that you're doing, you know. So that's where my goal is. But for right now, I'm, I'm doing the labor thing, the nine to five grind. So it's all <laughs> I good. hear you. Yes, sir. So what do we got going on this evening, my brother? Well, tonight, uh, a few things going on. Uh, We've got a sports story we want to kick off with tonight. Actually, the first couple of stories are sports uh, related. And then we're going to talk about uh, the current occupant at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. We're going to talk about uh, him possibly utilizing the Insurrection Act. (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk about that. And then I'll wrap up tonight. Uh, since it is June, uh, it's Black Music Month. So we want to want to throw out a little bit, uh, talk about Black Music Month for a bit, maybe talk about uh, um, some music a little bit before we wrapped up tonight. So that's that's we've got. Uh, that's what we've got on tap tonight for the Across the Tracks podcast. So a uh, couple of sports stories and I'll, I'll kick it off. Uh, the first sports story I want to talk about concerns a, uh, uh, a gentleman who played basketball there for the University of Louisville back in the day, and that's Mr. Wes Unseld, uh, UofL basketball player, uh, cards back in, I think, the 60s, early 70s, uh, those Cardinal teams that were really tough back then. Um, Mr. Unseld passed uh, this past week at the age of 74. Uh, he had been ill for a while, and he passed. Uh, but the thing about Mr. Unseld, he's, a, he's an NBA Hall of Famer. He won the MVP and the Rookie of the Year in the same season. There's only two, one other player that did that, and that was Wilt Chamberlain. Played all his 13 seasons in the NBA with the Baltimore and later became the Washington Bullets. And he was part of that uh, bullet organization. It was he, Elvin Hayes, 
Uh, Phil Chenier was on that team, a great Bullet team back in the day, but all 13 seasons, and the Bullets won an NBA title in 1978. So want to shout out uh, and remember Mr. Unsell, rest in peace and rest in power, uh, truly great athlete, and, and again, started at the University of Louisville uh, there in our uh, our home state. Yeah, he was responsible, and you know, he and Butch Beard and that group that yeah, came through yeah. there, uh, they were responsible for putting Louisville basketball on the map. Absolutely. You know, and then of course we had all those athletes that came from Louisville Central and Louisville Mail, and and Sony and and Shawnee. Yeah. And so there's a lot. There's a, a huge uh, pool of basketball athletes that went all over the state of Kentucky and all over the nation playing basketball. And uh, Wes Unsel was that, that guy that kind of stood out. Yeah. And he was he was the short Charles Barkley uh, yeah. of the time. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't tall, but he was a rebounder. He was he was good at assist and so on. And as you mentioned, he was a uh, player of the year and rookie of the year uh, for the first time since uh, Wilt Chamberlain did it. Yeah, so yeah. he was a heck of an athlete and Louisville yeah. was able to start recruiting more athletes because of the success that uh, they had under um, uh, his tutelage and, and leadership back in the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think if you if you watched uh, pro basketball back then, because a lot of games back in the day, they were tape delayed. So there was there weren't a lot of live games, you know, even the NBA game of the week on Sunday afternoon. A lot of times those games were tape delayed. But when you watch the Bullets uh, back in the day, he, Elvin Hayes, Phil Chenier, there were some other folks on that team. Um, Wes Unsell was known for his outlet pass. He'd get the rebound, yep. outlet pass, start that break. And uh, like I said, not tall. He was only about six, seven, um, you know, before Charles Barkley, there was Wes Unsell. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, cleaning the glass and starting the outlet, starting to break with that great outlet pass. So want to remember Wes Unsell uh, tonight. And uh, again, rest in peace, rest in power. Yes, sir. All right. What we got next, my brother? Yeah, we got another sports story, and I'll, I'll let you kick this one off because uh, we had a NFL superstar this week sort of put his foot in his mouth. And, uh, you know, uh, something that he said just just set off a firestorm on social media and within, uh, you know, ESPN. They had discussions on it all week and a lot of the other sports stories. Uh, uh, Skip and Shannon had it on. And so <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll let you what, take what it. Did he, what did he say? Yeah. Uh, so this this concerns uh, Drew Brees, um, uh, a superstar quarterback for the uh, New Orleans Saints. And uh, he was asked, you know, uh, it was centered around, you know, the situation uh, revolving around George Floyd and his murder. And someone asked him, how would he feel about NFL players kneeling next season, this season, um, you know, to to call out police brutality? And his comments was basically and I'm paraphrasing. Uh, I can't um, I can't respect anybody or I can't roll with anybody who is going to disrespect the American flag. And once he said that, all hell broke loose, <laughs> because, as you and I both know, the situation, the situation involving uh, Colin Kaepernick and why he took a knee back in 2017, 2016 
why he took that knee had nothing to do with the American flag. It was all about him calling out police brutality as it pertained to black and brown people. And that matter, it disenfranchised people in this country, police brutality, but primarily how black people are brutalized by the police in this country. It had nothing to do with the flag. But it was politicized by the current occupant at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue thought, uh, you know, he would politicize the issue to win some points with his base. And that pretty much started to snowball. And, you know, people said, ah, he's not patriotic. He's un-American. He doesn't like the flag, all this other bullshit. And so here we are. Fast forward to 2020. Drew Brees is asked and he brings up equating kneeling with somehow, again, disrespecting the flag. And I'm like, dude, a lot of athletes called him out. LeBron was was one of the athletes who called him out. He's like, dude, obviously you really don't understand why Kaepernick took a knee. If you're if that's your statement, you truly don't get why Kaepernick took a knee. So it, it's it's here we are again. And uh, I, I don't know if the situation's been diffused. He offered a couple of a couple of apologies. And uh, but you've already spoke what was in your heart at the time, you know. Yeah. So uh, what's your thoughts on it? I, you know, some some folks said, you know, hey, I've known Drew Brees. He's a good guy. Let's give him a break, you know, whatever. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I have mixed emotions about it. How about yourself? <laughs> yeah. You know, Pete and repeat, you know, <laughs> um, he stuck his foot in his mouth and for making a stupid statement like that. Now, everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, I shouldn't talk in generalizations. Drew Brees is from Texas. Texas is a red state. And he feels that the flag and God and the country and Texas is all there is. And he, as we've mentioned before, he doesn't get it. It's not about it's it's amazing that they take something that black folks want to protest, something that they feel wholeheartedly about and flip the switch. You know, it's not about that. It's about Ahmaud Arbery. It's about George Floyd. It's about Eric Garnett, it's about Tamir Rice, it's about Philando Castillo. All of those people that were that were uh, black men, it's about, uh, I can't think of the lady in Louisville now. The, uh, uh, Brianna Taylor. Brianna, Brianna Taylor. Yeah. It's about them. It has nothing to do with the flag. It has nothing to do with the flag. Listen, you know, I had uh, my great-grandfather fought in World War One. My father fought in World War II. When they came back from fighting the Nazis, my, my came back, both of them come back from fighting the, the, the Germans, they weren't respected. Nope. You know, they couldn't find a hotel to stay in. They couldn't find a place to eat because things were segregated, but they still shed their blood for the country. I had an uncle that was at Pearl Harbor when it was bombed. I had an uncle that fought with George Patton. You know, the Battle of the Bulge. Okay. And when the war came to an end, they came back to a country that didn't respect them. Okay. So back to Drew Brees, 
you know, he decided to bring this up and he doesn't realize that 76% of the league is full of black folks. <laughs> and most of those black folks don't believe that, believe that black people can protest, take a knee or whatever it is by using the First Amendment. The First Amendment is for all Americans. That's what you believe in. You feel like taking a knee or spinning around and do a backflip to say that you dislike the way the police have been brutal towards your black brothers and sisters. That's a choice. Yep, and, yep. And, and as you mentioned, Drew Blees apologized. And come to find out that let's, let's go a few days later, the commissioner of the NFL basically said, we got it wrong back when they were taking the knee, back when Colin Kaepernick was going through those issues. Colin Kaepernick had not been able to play in the NFL today because he took a knee. So now Roger Goodell decides that, well, we were wrong back then, but yeah. yet nobody's going to give Colin Kaepernick a chance to play. Nope. You know, even even though he hasn't played for four years, he's still going to be better than some of the quarterbacks in the NFL today. Right, right. You know, and so these owners of these teams, they're cowards, you know. Uh, Seattle, uh, last week or the week before, decided to say that, oh, yeah, we're going to bring Drew Brees in and, and talk to him. Well, they didn't talk about football. They just talked about, well, if you do this, then what's going to happen there? Right. You right. know, so once once again, as you mentioned, he spoke the truth. Right. You right. know, right. And, and, and there's 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 three things. And I've heard this from somebody. It may have been one of those Skip and Shannon things. There's three things that make you tell the truth. Drugs, whether it's alcohol or chemicals, kids and anger. You know, yep. so yep. any of those combinations, people are going to tell what's on their heart, as you mentioned. And Drew Brees, he stepped right in it. If I was him, I would be treading lightly because yeah. probably some of those big offensive linemen that's blocking for him, <laughs> you know, if I was pissed off and I had, you know, somebody like the Davian Clowney or Donaldson or some of those big defensive linemen, or defensive ends that their one task is to take out the quarterback. I may miss. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I may miss. And my bad. You think you broke your thumb last season? <laughs> this guy may break your damn jaw. Right. Right. Okay. So, you know, he apologized, but still the apology is, is too late. He already had, he had already had upset the cookie jar. Right, right. And and I, I find it I find it to you know, you mentioned, you know, Kaepernick was exercising his First Amendment rights, but I find it strange that the majority seems to feel that if you don't exercise your First Amendment right in the manner that they feel you should, then you're un American. And uh I, that's what pisses me off about this whole situation with Kaepernick. He did nothing wrong. You know, he felt like, hey, I'm a citizen of this country. 
does the First Amendment apply to me or does it not? And so um, you mentioned Seattle. I have an issue with Pete Carroll, too, because Pete Carroll made a statement that we owe Colin Kaepernick something. You damn right. You owe Colin Kaepernick (laughs) something. You owe this guy an opportunity to apply his craft. He is a Super Bowl quarterback in the in the NFL. He took a team to the Super Bowl. He's not a scrub. And like you say, he's better than a lot of guys that are getting paid big bucks right now. So you make that statement. To me, you're a hypocrite because you brought this guy in. You brought him in supposedly for a workout thinking like, oh, wow, because Seattle is is an open minded city. Uh, They they don't subscribe to a lot of the closed minded thoughts and ideas that a lot of other major cities around the country do. But you bring this guy in. Everybody's like, wow, man, the Seahawks are going to bring Kaepernick and let him be a backup to Russell Wilson. No, you didn't give the guy anything. Why? Because you're afraid of your white fan base. That if we bring this guy in, it's gonna hurt. The, it's gonna hurt our bottom line, which is we gotta make money. We gotta make money. And like you say, all these owners—they're cowards. They are not gonna give this guy an opportunity, even though your commissioner has said on the record, "We got it wrong." And you're damn right, you got it wrong. You've you vilified this guy for no reason. And so uh, I don't know what the outcome is going to be uh, because. One more thing that irritates me now. Everybody's taking a damn knee now. Have you noticed? Have you <laughs> yeah. noticed? Yeah. Everybody's yeah. taking a knee now. Yes. And I'm yeah. like, why? Why are you taking a knee now? Uh, it, it's, it's, I, I, oh man, don't get me started tonight. Don't get me started. Uh, but it's, it's irritating, man, to see how people now like, oh, let's, let's take a knee. Let's, 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 t- Why? Why are you taking a knee now? Well, it was it, un-American. It, it was think, un-American before. I, I think it goes back to what we had a conversation prior to coming on air. And that is that we were we were talking about Black Lives Matter and how one of our classmates said that all lives matter. And I kind of conf- didn't confront him. I let him know that, you know, the reason he was upset is that he wasn't a part of that. Right, right. Okay. So he said, you know, when I hear the word Black Lives Matter, I think that you're being racist because I'm not included. Well, (laughs) you're not going to be included because you're not black. Right. You know, so that's the same thing. Thing goes with that knee. Yeah. You know, so it was bad for Kaepernick and 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 players in the NFL to take that knee, but now everybody's taking a knee. So it, yeah, it, it's bullshit. You know, I'm, I, you I know, off, but it's it's bullshit. <laughs> you know that that you treated this guy like crap. He's un-American. He's unpatriotic. He, he's he's dis, you know disrespecting our veterans, all this other crap that people were spewing. It's like, you guys are missing the point. And here you are again, four years later, now, oh gosh, let's let's take a knee, man. It's so bad. Let's take a knee. Yeah. It's like, I, stop it. Just stop it. I will say this, that, you know, those people that are taking knees now are at least 
seeing that George Floyd's death was, you know, unconscionable and so on. However, here's a telltale part of this, Wayne. If the football season comes back and athletes take knees, what all the people that aren't taking knees right now, they're going to be the ones that's pissed off saying you can't do that. Right. They're going to be back at the same thing. It's un-American. You know, it's un-American, un-American. That's that's you know, that's the old the old line. You know, who can I hate? They right, have right. to hate somebody. So right. gotta have an enemy. Gotta, gotta have, have gotta have an enemy. <laughs> gotta have somebody to hate. If we if we take the sheets off our bed and put it over our heads and they don't let us do that, then we'll take our sheets and change it into something else. It's now just plain hate. Yeah. So I mean, it's it, 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 we're back to this. The dialogue that's coming out of the death of George Floyd, the dialogue, why people are in the streets here uh, 11 days after he's he he was murdered in the streets of Minneapolis. People are protesting. Why are they still protesting? Because some people say, okay, uh, you know, the guys were convicted, why not? Why are you still protesting? People are still protesting because, look, you're not going to let this one slide. Mm-hmm. There is going to be some meaningful change that has to be made. And people are not going to get out of the streets until they see some of these things enacted. And one of the things that has to come out of this is meaningful dialogue between all people. Right. And, and we've said before and we've mentioned it several times. Now is the time for America to get real. OK. Does the First Amendment apply to all citizens or just to certain few? You know, can people exercise their First Amendment rights and you not get pissed off about it because you don't seem you don't you don't want to do that? Then if you don't want to exercise your First Amendment rights that way, then don't do that. But don't don't bring people down or vilify people because you don't like it and you want to twist it into something that it's not, you know. So uh, this this thing has gotten huge because now it's worldwide. It's worldwide. People are protesting in London, uh, Australia. Uh, they're everywhere. It's going mm-hmm. global. And it harkens back to what Malcolm X was trying to do before he was assassinated was to bring the plight of black people in America to the United Nations and basically call the United States out for the way they were treating his black citizens. But he never got to do that. Why? Because the government got rid of him. Yeah. You know, they got rid of him. So I think now, man, this thing is, is huge. It's 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 steamrolling. It's going down the track full of steam. And I hope some meaningful dialogue, some meaningful change comes out of this. Otherwise, I don't we just can't keep repeating this over and over and over again. Yes, sir. I understand you, brother. I understand that. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. What else we got going what on? What else we, we got? Gonna, well, we're going to we, transition we had, into something else. Yeah, we have the uh, last week, the current occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue uh, talked about he wanted to um, call out the Insurrection Act. He wanted to put the Insurrection Act into effect to get the protesters out of the street. And the Insurrection Act uh, basically calls for the United States active duty military to take to the streets and basically um, get the protesters out of the street. Mm 
basically use the, 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 the force of the U.S. active duty military to get the protesters out of the street because <laughs> they're practicing insurrection, which we, you and I both know as educated black men, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> 155%. Yeah. So 155%. Yeah. So again, he it's he I think you coined a word before we came on the air. Uh and I can't remember what you it was I thought I was like, yeah, you're right. That's absolutely right. I'll, I'll let you throw that out there, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. there there is he, he tries to take advantage of every situation and twist it into something that is red meat for these dumbass people that continue to support him. There is no insurrection. No, nobody, there's no insurrection. Now, granted, people who are looting and burning and, and pillaging and all that kind of stuff, uncalled for, uncalled for. And, and those folks should be dealt with. But the majority of folks in these streets are peaceful. They are exercising their First Amendment right to protest. And so why do you need this? That's not an insurrection. That is democracy. That is democracy in action. And so um, I'm not sure what what uh, he missed civics class that day or something. <laughs> man, he is he, he he's stupid, man. He's just stupid. <laughs> So you know, I'll, I'll let I'll let you ex- exasperate on the what the, exa- ex- expound on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was kind of tuning around with this because all of this happened after Monday when there were peaceful protesters in uh, Lafayette Square Park and across from the White House and they decided that they're going to clear out the peaceful protesters before the curfew was to take place so that our leader, our occupant at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue could stroll. I call it the stroll of shame. (laughs) He's going to go over to St. John's church to clear out all the the protesters there, they're peaceably. He has the army, the National Guard there, the D.C. police, and cops that are from someplace. So they tear gas these people, they run them out of there, and then he walks over to St. John's Church and doesn't give a speech. He holds up a damn Bible. <laughs> He doesn't open the friggin' thing and read a verse like two Corinthians. You're right. <laughs> he doesn't read a verse. He doesn't give a speech. He just stands there and holds the damn Bible up. And a couple points, a couple of times the damn thing was upside down. Yeah. <laughs> and so you have the Secretary of Defense, you have the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. You have his tinker toy uh, um, press secretary and the attorney general. They all stand there and they are going to take a photo op. Okay. now the intelligentsias, which we were talking about before, is a group of people, a group of advisors that are smart enough to run the country. These idiots aren't smart. They are unintelligent. 
they are the unintelligentsia because they're dumbasses. Okay. <laughs> Number one, he says, well, I'm going to, um, I'm going to activate the attorney general. What the hell is he going to do? What do you mean going to activate him? He's not a damn soldier. I'm going to activate the attorney general. What a dumbass. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For what? Yeah. What? You know, and the chairman of the joint chiefs of staffs, he's there in fatigues. Yep. He's in battle battle fatigues. Yeah. (laughs) What a dumbass. And then the secretary of defense, you know, he has no clue what the hell's going on. He's come on, man, let's go. Yeah, let's go, man. Let's go jump off a cliff. Okay, here it comes, here it comes. Yeah. He goes, he goes along with them. And he says that Washington, DC or the streets are their their battle space. Like these Americans are, you know, they got tanks and they got, you know, RPGs and uh, bazookas and they have uh, you know, all kind of shit that they're gonna throw at the government. No. They're peaceful protesting, unintelligentsia, dumbasses. Yeah. Okay. And so the the current occupant says that, well, if governors and mayors don't clean this place up, I'm going to clean them up. I'm going to bring the U.S. military in and deploy them against citizens of the United States in order to, in order to protect your Second Amendment rights. Yeah. 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 Wait a minute. What the hell has that got to do with anything? Right. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> In order Absolutely to protect your not. Second Amendment rights. Yeah. Oh my, my, he, my, 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 my. Yeah. He 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 missed he missed civics. He he he. You know he can't read anyway, but uh, he definitely missed civics class because there is a there there is something called the posse comitatus. Yes, sir. Uh, where the U.S. military cannot be utilized on American soil for law enforcement purposes. So he and, and you got attorney general. Why didn't the attorney general explain that to him? Sir, you can't do that. It violates the Posse Comitatus Act. OK, none of these people, man, I, I they, they are, you know, our, our current occupant. He's a coward. First of all, you're hiding down in a bunker, and then you <laughs> lied and said, I was inspecting the bunker. I mean, give me a break, man. You know? So he's inspecting the bunker. I mean, come on, dude. So you're a coward, but the people standing by is like, what does this guy have on these people that they can't say, Mr. President, we're not doing that. And here's why we're not doing that. None of them have any moral courage to do that. So yeah. they're all out there in that photo op looking just as stupid as he is holding up a Bible. And I told I told my wife, man, I said, here was the Lord's prime opportunity to strike him down, send a lightning <laughs> bolt down from heaven and strike him holding up that Bible, using the Bible as a photo op. Strike his ass down. You know, that was the perfect time. The Lord said, OK, I've had enough. You're not going to make a mockery of my word in front of a church, a sacred place of worship. I'm going to show you. Send us send the lightning bolt down, man. You know, I mean, it was that was just that was. Oh, gosh. man. But, you know, uh, people like him always survive. Always. You know, you know, it'd be somebody like you or I who gets struck by lightning by trying to figure it out. Right. And then some dumbass like him. 
right. you know, who's fornicated with half of the world, who lies yeah. about every damn thing, yeah. you know, and, uh, and, 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 and then he says, you know, uh, George Floyd oh. will, after, you know, the economy takes a little half step and he, and he desecrate, well, doesn't desecrate. Yeah. He, he says, yeah. you know, George Floyd would be proud of us because of, of what we've done. Yeah, he, yep. he's looking. He's looking down, and will be proud of yeah. 2.5 million jobs that were created yeah. Yeah. through 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 the um, through that month. Yeah. But you yeah. know what? Black unemployment didn't go anywhere. As a matter of fact, it went up. Nope, that's right. You know that's now what the hell? I mean, he's looking down. Right. You know, George yeah. Floyd should come down and smack him across his right. damn lips. <laughs> Come down there and beat your ass, man. But you know, he said, "Oh, it 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 would have been a it would have been a great day for for George Floyd. You know, it would have been a great day if George Floyd was still alive. alive. It yes. would have been a great day for George Floyd if some idiots wouldn't have their their knee on his neck for almost nine minutes. You know, George Floyd would still be alive to be with us. But I mean, he, he's he is such. My wife has a new term for the current occupant is vile. <laughs> <laughs> that is her new word. He is a vile individual. Yeah. And he is, man. He has no moral compass. We said it before. No empathy. No moral fiber. Uh, he's a coward. He's a liar. I mean, it's like, dude, it's time for this dude to go. You know, somebody should already make reservations for two men in a truck or somebody. January <laughs> the 21st, pack your shit up and go. <laughs> You know, no, that's it. No, not not get, the 21st. Get, get rid of this clown and, and everybody around him, man, who are just they're making a mockery of democracy. Yeah. Every and, and, and everybody around the world is sitting back and going, damn, I don't know if I want any part of that right, shit. Right. Right. Because you our know? country is an embarrassment. We are an embarrassment to the yeah. world. Now. Yeah. You know. So we, 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 you know, we, we could talk about this for the rest of the night because uh, we always end up, you know, there's something that goes on that just irritates the heck out of you with this guy. And it's like, like you say, the unintelligentsia, I think is the term. <laughs> yeah. We're going to add that to Wikipedia. So He's surrounded by dumbasses. He is. He is. And, and I, I, I think a lot of that is purposeful. Oh, yeah. I think he does that on purpose. To like, I'm thinking like, if you don't know anything, wouldn't you surround yourself with people who like are stronger than you in certain areas? But no, that's not what he does. That's not what he does. He he hires people who are like, dude, you ain't no better than he is. Yeah. And I noticed. Nice. And I, I wonder if you noticed who was the one person that was absent from the photo op in front of the church. Pap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he knew that was wrong. He knew it. That's why he wasn't there. He knew that was wrong. For the listening audience, when I use the term PAP, P-A-P, that's punk ass pence. <laughs> yeah, his ass wasn't there nope. because he probably thought his ass would be fucking struck down. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> that oh. lightning boat, I ain't stepping out there. That's right. Oh. That's right. <laughs> that boat and, ain't getting my that, ass. <laughs> right. That tells me you obviously got a little bit of moral fiber in your body because you're not going to go pose in front of a church. It's like, you're always talking about your, your Christian values. Yeah, you knew better. 
You knew better. So everybody like, oh, who was the one person that was missing from that photo op? Ah, the vice president's not there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sir. man. I tell you, what can yeah. we do? Oh, gosh. It, it's, I tell you, there's something every day. And, uh, you know, the, the protests are continuing. We, we hope that, you know, people still continue to exercise their First Amendment rights in a peaceful manner. I don't think it does anything for uh, George Floyd's memory or his family or Breonna Taylor or Aubrey Ahmad or the host of other black men and women who have been killed at the hand of police. Uh, it doesn't do anything to to exert violence and and criminal activity uh, under the guise of peaceful peaceful protest. So yeah. hope folks will continue to you know to protest. And I, I think it's you know people's voices are going to be heard. They're, this is not going to go away. This is, people have had enough. And I think it's not just black people. There are a lot of white folks out there protesting. Right. If you look at the crowds, the protesters are quite diverse. Yeah. So this is this is a little different this time. And the big uh, thing is, is that June is June. November is November. So all those people that stood out and standing up right now, they better get their behinds out there and vote in, in November. That's right. That's right. You know, so talk is cheap. You know, that's action right. speaks louder than words. That's right. So that's we we, we need people to do that. You know, if, if you if you feel now is the time to love, we need we need to make a change in this country. Uh, the, the We are in a crisis situation. If you believe that then this November, you have to exercise another one of your rights as a citizen. And that is to go to the polls and vote. And uh, we need everybody to stand up and do that. Be counted. Now is the time to be counted. Yeah. So. Yeah. I have, a, I have a question that kind of goes along with that, Wayne. Yes. There's this there's this movement talking about defunding the police have you been hearing that yeah i've heard i've heard a few things uh about that few articles a couple of stories on some of the news i heard a couple of things on msnbc uh, about you know that being um a bill or proposed legislation to defund police departments yeah yeah what Uh, do you what would you think about that i've got i'm just just uh, thinking of it myself what my well, my thoughts are yeah. are are this: you take away money from the police, and the police are still going to exist. And so, therefore, what ends up what's going to end up happening is that they're going to hire out private security people to be the cops. Yep. And since this is going to be about making money, the opposite effect's going to take place. And and instead of, you know, people, you know, getting the criminal justice system and making corrections in it because it's going to be run for by profit organization, there's going to be more of us in jail because they got to make money. Your your body in jail is going to be a profit for somebody. So when you defund the police and you turn that over to somebody else. That's going to be some serious issues down the road. Yeah. And a lot of people talking about defunding the police are going to come back and go, uh-oh, oh shit, we shouldn't have done that. Because more of my brothers and sisters, more of all people are going to end up in jail because they're turning this over to private 
security people. Right, right, right. That's yeah, just I, my I, thoughts. No, I you're, you're I agree. I agree. I, you know, yeah, people. And I think what people are saying, look, we, we need to make radical change uh, within law enforcement. And, and everybody knows that to be true. And I think we need to caveat our conversation. People who who are cops, uh, you know, state troopers, sheriff's department, local police departments, you know, those folks, yes, they put their line, their lives on the line every day when they get up, put on that uniform and walk out the door, just like military folks do, firefighters, whatnot. Sure. There are good there are good law enforcement professionals out there. There are a lot of good law enforcement people who are doing the right thing for the communities that they serve. But as what's the old saying, a few bad apples will spoil the whole bunch. And it and it's it has people now turning against law enforcement full force. So defunding their organizations or defunding their entity, yes, it's only going to make things worse because now you truly have people in your neighborhood who don't give a damn about you or anybody else there. They're getting paid. That's it. They're not interested in establishing a relationship with anybody in that neighborhood. They, they don't have any ties. They're, they're, they're contracted out by the city or whomever. So, yes, it, that would be a bad situation to just say, you know, we're going to def- defund or cut your budget to the extent that we can't put qualified law enforcement professionals out on the street and in the communities. Um, there are ways to improve law enforcement. We've talked about a lot of those on the podcast. I think the primary way to do that is get back to community policing. You know, uh, know the people that you are being hired to protect and serve. You got to establish relationships with people. It makes things a lot easier when you got to go in a neighborhood, serve a warrant, or do some type of other legal action under the law. If you've got a relationship with people, then they see you, they know you. It makes things a lot easier to deal with. Right. So, I, you want to defund? I, I don't know. I think now, I, that's going to be some, bad. Some of them want to say, let's take that money that we're hiring the police and let's put it into this. Let's put it into education. Let's put it into these other things. But still, the problem is going to be that you've got a police force that's that's not controlled by anybody except right. somebody that wants to make money. Right. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. And it to me, it could end up bad, bad, bad for, you know, it's it's bad now for people of color. It would be probably a lot worse when you got people that are contracted out that truly have no vested interest uh, in, in serving the community that they may be assigned to. And uh, right. You know, so that that's I totally agree with you. Um, you don't want to look back and realize you made a huge mistake and it may be too late because now the genie's out of the bottle. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes, sir. Yeah. So, my friend, um, we're a little bit past the top of the hour because we always get wrapped up in good discussion and whatnot. But we want to close tonight with this. Uh, it's June, of course. We're at what seventh, the sixth of June, seventh of June. Yesterday was D Day, as a matter of fact. Yesterday was yeah. D Day. Yeah. Anniversary of D Day. Yes, was yesterday. Yeah. And um, so, but it is June, and uh, June has been designated. I'm not sure who designated it. I have to do a little research on it. But June is Black Music Month. You know, we, we get a bit more recognition. We get recognized twice, twice in the year, you know, but <laughs> it's all good. But it's Black <laughs> Music Month. And uh, I, w- I was riding around today. I was going out to do some takeout. 
And as usual, I always have some type of music on in the car when I'm driving. And today I, I had my iPod on shuffle. Yeah, I, I still have an iPod. I'm, I'm old school. So <laughs> the iPod was on shuffle and a song came on by the Isley Brothers called uh, Living in the Life. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to the lyrics of that song real closely, I'm like, dang, you know, somebody said I was living in the life. And you look at me and think like, oh, you got it made. But no, you can't really see because I'm not you and you're not me. There's a hell of a difference between the two. And I'm like, wow, how profound that is with what's going on right now, because you've got a lot of the majority. They look at us and think, what are these people got to be upset about? You got it good. You can go here. You can do this. You can do that. But no, nah, that's not the real picture. You you think my life is hunky dory. Nah, it's you don't know the whole story. Yeah, and that's that. I mean, the lyrics of that song are so profound, man. And that so, was probably 1973, four or five, somewhere yeah, in there. 73, 74. Uh, I think that, uh, man, I, I, I could look at the album cover right now. I think that was on the Go For The Gun, Go For Your Guns album. Oh, yeah. I think that was Go For Your Guns. And uh, but lyrics, man. Wow. I was like, man, this is this is true. <laughs> you don't really know. You look at my life and but you're on the outside looking in because you really don't know. And uh, so that's that's something I, I wanted to throw out. It's Black Music Month. Um, any any particular song come to mind for you uh, that would capture what what do you see going on today? You know, with uh, this you, is Black got, Month. you put it in just your last statement. What's going on? Marvin Gaye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, yep. that that's it right there. You go back to 1972, 1973, when that was made, what's going on? You know, the war in Vietnam was going on. People were protesting, you know, all the things that were happening in the country. That was his big, big, big splash. Probably the most sold record he's he's ever made. What's going on? Because it was a crossover for everything. And as of today, you can take that song Put it in 2020, and it's the same thing. Yep, yep. Same yep. thing. You know, yep. so that that one stands out right now because uh, it just hits all the notes of living in 2020 United States of America. Yep, yep. How profound. How profound. And uh, that, that, like you said, man, that, that album is a certified classic oh yes certified classic uh yes not only you know the title track what's going on but you've got mercy mercy me is on that album yes uh i think inner city blues i mean all of those songs speak to what's happening right now in not only the u.s but in the world i mean because of what what we've done to each other what we've done to the planet um, you know, it's wow. It's that that album was way ahead of its time. Way ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So well said, my friend. Well said. All right. So um, we've come to the end of another exciting show. Uh, we've hope people, uh, you know, again, are the views expressed here are our own. <laughs> we take responsibility for those views. We're not going to shy away from them. 
And uh, if you have something to add or, you know, you want to comment on something we've said, we have a Facebook page. Feel free to express your right uh, to uh, to let us know how you feel. And if we can elaborate on that subject further, we'll do so. And if you feel like, hey, I'd like to be on you guys show one night, let us know. We'll hook you up, have you bring you on as a guest and you can share your thoughts. So uh, that's all I've got for tonight, my friend. Uh, any closing thoughts from you? Uh, the closing thoughts are is I hope that we stay safe with everything that's going on with all these people that are out in the streets. Yeah, I, I pray that there is not a, a uptick in the COVID-19. Yeah. We've just we have just forgotten about it. Yep. You know, and that thing, it doesn't care if you're black, white, brown, orange, or purple. It will kill you. That's right. So make sure that you cover yourself up. Don't do stuff that's that will put you at risk. You know, we will get beyond this. We will we will survive another day. But you have to do things uh, the right way, and you need to take precautions. You know, even just because you may be young and we were young at one point in time and we thought foolishly at one point in time and we didn't think we'd get sick or anything like that. One point in time, you know, the experiences that we've had, that we've uh, been around for our 62, 63 years, you know, we've lived we've lived through a lot of device We've lived through the 60s. We've lived through the civil rights. We've lived yeah. through Watergate. We lived through Vietnam. Yeah. We were there when all those things happened. We've gone through the Gulf War. We've gone through 9-11. You know, we've gone through all of that. You know, the experiences we have, and you young people that may be 20, 21 years old, 17 or whatnot, you may not know anything past Obama. Right, right. So, you know, the lessons of history do repeat themselves. OK. And so you can't you can't be uh, un, unwise with your your choices. So my last thoughts are stay safe out there. Uh, we will continue to carry on with our Cross the Tracks podcast, uh, thinking that we're two small town guys coming from Elizabethtown, Kentucky, uh, learning, loving and being able to um help society hopefully and we don't piss too many people off with our podcast but we just like to talk you know we we become i think we've probably become closer since we've been doing this podcast that you know we can we have been able to go over topics and have conversations that most people don't right 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 you know and so these documents this document that we're producing you know 50 years from now, somebody may go, podcast, what the hell is that? And they go, oh, these two guys from Elizabethtown, where in the hell is Kentucky? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, so yep. that's where we are, and we'll move forward from there. Absolutely. And so uh, that will wrap up this episode of Across the Tracks. And until uh, next time, again, stay safe, take care. And we'll see you on the other side. Chiliamo dopo. Sayonara.